Father, we thank you, Father. We come forth now, Father, opening your word, Father. Asking the Holy Spirit to bring his power into this message, Father. Bring his power into this message, Father. Interpret the word the way it needs to be so that not only myself, but those who listen and watch can get a message from you. Lead us, guys, and direct us into, the, into your word, Father, so we can comprehend what it is you want us to understand to, in this message. We thank you for the opportunity to open the word up. We thank you for the opportunity to spread good news and the truth. Thank you, Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Hope you're having a not just good, not just better, not just best, because the good isn't good until the better is better and the best is best. Day in Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you in the morning, waking up, just getting going, stretching your muscles out, uh, getting ready, getting up for a day full of errands, work, or activities, or catch you halfway through your day when you've been through some stuff, went through tribulations, which is the blessings, but overall know that God has been right there with you and you're dealing with that thing called a midday madness. Or we're catching you at the end of your day when you went through all your errands, all through work, all through whatever it may be, and you are now resting, chilling out, spending time with your family, 
having dinner and just relaxing and withdrawing from the day. They can guide you guys through another day. However, we're catching you right now. Whatever point of the day right now is catching you right. You are now tuned in to the Blue Buck. Presented to you by C-Rep Ministries. Seeing restoration in progress. Hosted by your boy Blue. Get unified. Oh my goodness, guys. Just craziness everywhere. Craziness everywhere. I don't even know how to explain it. Things are going crazy. People are losing their minds. People want to get back to normal life but don't know how to. Hope is so far away. But yet so close to the believers. They're wanting to shut down praise and worship. Calling it illegal or banning it, so to speak, from California churches. Hey, <laughs> that happens. The rise to cry out. What? Two things your boy Blue has a hard time with and will fight to the end with. You don't trample my First Amendment right, which is freedom of religion. You don't mess with that. You don't make a difference. You don't mess with that. You gotta mess our crossing the line of government and politics with religion and faith. You're going to have a very sticky situation. So, just like people don't want their guns taken away, I don't want my right to worship taken away. I don't tell you how to do it, don't tell me how to do it. Then don't take it away. Number two, people frameworking scripture to fit an agenda. That's like one of the biggest slaps in the face because the word of God is to be interpreted. The Holy Spirit makes the word alive. Without the Holy Spirit, it's words and knowledge, good stories, inspirational, yes. But it is filled with the Holy Spirit throughout the entire word of God. So, when you framework a scripture to fit your agenda, you're taking God out of it because you're making it your own. Some churches teach that. Some churches teach to to be to 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 make a scripture your own. Well, it depends on what you are making your own. Because when you word, read the word of God, it the Holy Spirit is supposed to work in you regarding whatever scripture you're reading to fit your life and to learn something from it, which is called is called blessed or being yoked in the word. Okay? If you take a scripture out, frame it to your liking, and word it to where it fits your lifestyle, you're taking God out of it and making it a pride thing. And that's not good. So framework of scripture, never good. Taking my right to worship, never good. Anyhow, those are the things that are going on right now. We are de we are we are severely seriously spiking all over the country with this virus, and there's nothing that anyone's really going to do about it but complain. So, stay healthy, wear your masks, glasses, wash your hands, sanitize them. It's the only thing you really do. Feel a little scratchy? Uh, take some take some over the counter meds. Best thing for you to do. You get through it. But like we always do about this time, we're going to get to something called I Pledge Allegiance to the Christian Flag and to the Savior for whom the kingdom it stands. 
one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty to all those who believe. Fantastic. Same page. Okay. We have a very big problem with a certain word that just seems to be thrown around like hotcakes. The word love. The word love. Life of victory eternally. Love. I tell you this. If the love that you're talking about isn't from God, because God is love, then I think you need to get a little closer to God. I think you need to understand what God, God what God love is. Because that's real love. Okay, you can't go down the street to the big old billboard in the love store and believe that's love. That's lust. That's a whole nother thing. Call it chip and fall. Okay. Love is something that shouldn't be taken lightly. When you love somebody, that should be what it is, love. So, what we're going to do is we're going to open our wonderful Bibles up. Whether you get it electronically on your computer or you got the great word itself. The God-inspired, Holy Spirit-filled word of God. And you're going to be turning to Romans, New Testament Romans, chapter 12, verse 9. Romans. Chapter 12, verse 9. Okay? And what does Romans 12, 9... What, what does it mean? Well, in Romans 12, Paul is, Paul is describing what it means to live the Christian life. How should we respond to God's great mercy towards us? I shall we. Paul's first response is that we should figure out what spiritual gifts or gifts of God has been given to us, then actually use those gifts to serve other Christians in the church. Now, church being the people, not just the building, the people. And he says we first should we first response should be first, we should figure out what spiritual gifts or gifts God has given us, then actually use those gifts to serve the church. Okay? So, you live a Christian lifestyle, you should see what gifts you're good at, whether it's painting, music, uh, or whatever gifts you may have for writing, reading, cooking, uh, several, more than I could say in, in, a, in a whole message. Figure out what it is God's blessed you with the talent and then share it now he begins 
it lists like sections of quick commands about how Christians should lead their everyday lives. Okay? We all know that we should love each other. Okay? Love each other. That's pretty simple. But Paul's instruction is that our love must be genuine or sincere. Okay, don't just say I love somebody, do something for them, and I call that love. Love is actually having a little bit of empathy for people. Love is actually, you know, caring about what they're going through, you know, um, actually putting some type of effort towards it. Sincere, genuine, you know, not just words that I care, I love. In other words, Christians are not called to fake an attitude of love for each other, but to find ways to express God's love meaningfully as an extension of God's love for us and ours for Him. So, God should God's love should emit through us, and people should see it. Okay, so when you help somebody, do something for somebody, you're doing God's work. Glory to God. You're doing it for his glory. God's going to take care of you for that. But you're doing it for his glory. Showing love, concern, sincere, and trustworthy. You're doing for God. But doing for others. When someone says, I see, I can feel the Lord on you. I can feel the presence. I can feel Jesus. I can see Jesus in you. That's a compliment. I know about you, but that's a compliment. Next, Paul uses a strong word often translated as hate. Or abor. This is the Greek term apogonics. I don't know how to send that word. Which implies a dislike or a, a reviewion towards something. So it's a strong word, hate. Hate's a strong word. But God's using that hate word for a certain reason. So let's see. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 describes seven things God hates. Okay, what does God hate? Using the equivalent Hebrew term, none of these hated things are people. All of them are sin. Well, that's kind of obvious. God hates sin. Because sin takes his people from him. It separates God's union with you. Of course, he's not going to like it. Christians. Okay. Two are called to learn to hate what is evil, meaning sin. Oh, give me, give me started on this one. This is especially true of sin that brings harm to the innocent. This is one of the ways we need to trans be transformed to think like God. Romans twelve two, hating evil, especially the sins that intrigue us does not always come naturally okay let's kind of break this down a bit I myself Don't hate anything. Okay. I judge you on your content of character, which is what I'm supposed to do. And I keep you at a distance according to your character. Okay. 
Sin is the only thing keeping me with from 100% connection with God or the Holy Spirit. Okay, sin is. It keeps me divided from God. Okay. Regardless if it's something I'm dealing with at the time or something I've been dealing with for a long time and it comes back and creeps back in, into my life. Sin is the division of God that I have to deal with. And that's for anybody. Sin is the div dividing wall between humanity and God. Okay. I actually kind of pity Satan. Because... I know that in the end, yes, he hates and he's the hater of all haters. <sighs> I'm trying to figure a way to put this to make it make sense. Okay, there. I have a hard time saying I hate anything, even sin, because. I indulge it at times. If you indulge something, maybe I have to. Okay, I hate what this world has to offer. Okay? I don't want nothing this world has to offer. I hate what this world has to offer. In order for me to reject something so strongly, we have to be. We have to use that type of philosophy to keep it away. That makes sense. Okay. Some people can say, I don't like that. It comes back, comes back, comes back, comes back. And eventually you're going to receive it again. Because it's going to keep tempting you, keep tempting you, keep tempting you. I know I deal with it. But if I have in my mind and my spirit that I hate this. The word to being so, so powerful, the 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 actuality of that sin reaching me again is much much less of an issue than than if it's something I say it's like it's, it's, it's psychology is what it is I hate it thus for reject it see what I'm saying so hate is not natural which I have a hard time with it because like fear obey and hate I have a hard time with those words because they project excuse me they project a false narrative for me. I don't fear God. I respect Him. And I love Him. I know His power. I don't understand it because I'm not Him. But I respect His power. I love his, love Him for that. I have a hard time to obey. Because I'm not forced to do it. I love, I love God, therefore I do. I love Jesus, therefore I do. I love the Holy Spirit, therefore I do. I don't need to obey. Because I'm already in His grace. I'm already in His promise. And now hate... I hate what this world has to offer. And most of it's sin. So in in, in, in a roundabout way, you, that, that might be the case. But I don't hate really anything. 
psychologically, I hate what this world has to offer because it's nothing nothing to do with God. Make sense? Okay. Finally, Paul commands us to hold fast to, cling to what is good. Again, if it can sometimes be hard to know what is truly good. We must learn to see the world through God's perspective to deeply invest our time and energy in securing and keeping what is truly good. And most of that's Holy Spirit. Most of the good stuff is going to be Holy Well, everything's Holy Spirit. You're gonna, you're, you'll know whether it's good or bad through Holy Spirit. You just got to be yeah, used to discernment. That's the word for it, discernment. Be wise. Okay. So let's dove into it. We're going to dove into Romans 12, 9. It says this. Let your love be sincere. A real thing. Jesus Christ, the real thing. Let your love be sincere. The real thing. Hate what is evil. Loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from wickedness. But hold fast to what is good. Let your love be sincere. A real thing. Hate what is evil. Loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from wickedness. But hold fast to what is which is good. A lot of people who need to have that in their life. They need to have that hate for sin. But don't confuse this with hate speech. You can hate sin. You can hate evil. Or can you? Can you truly hate evil? I don't know. Because evil is the yin to our yang. Evil balances the scales. Really think about it. Evil truly balances the right from wrong. On this earth. Can you hate that? The Bible says you should. Let your love be sincere. A real thing. Hate what is evil. Loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from the wickedness. So what does the Holy Spirit say about this? Because obviously the words say to do that. So how would I? How would the Holy Spirit describe this? How does this come alive? Is it just the words? Is it just the words? Or does the Holy Spirit have something to say about this? Because obviously the words say are saying something pretty serious. Love the real thing, hate and turn turn a horror. Really? Turn a horror? Okay. This is where the Holy Spirit's gonna to have to speak. Because this here needs to be interpreted a little better because you're gonna act all kinds of crazy if it doesn't. Let's see what the Holy Spirit has to say. Let your love be sincere. Love with sincerity. Truth. 
truth. Love with real love. Love, life of victory eternally. Hate what is evil. Some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to hate evil to turn away from it. Some of you need to be told that in a religious context. Because if you don't, you'll let it back in your life again. Now, with the Amplify version, it, t it breaks it down more. It ain't so direct. Loathe all ungodliness, turn in horror from the wickedness. Turn in horror from the wickedness? I'm not going to be afraid of wickedness. It's not going to happen. So what does it really mean? Loathe all ungodliness. That means... Away. Away. All ungodliness, away. Okay? That is what the Holy Spirit is trying to get across in this scripture. Get that ungodliness away from you. Now, I'm not saying violently, hatefully. That just means content of character, distance. I love you. We homies. We good and great. But... I'm not going to entertain this. Okay? Don't be negative because that's not going to work. It says turn in horror to the, from the wickedness. Your spirit is going to feel horror with the wickedness. It, it gives you a it grieves your spirit. Turn in horror. It's like, ugh. It doesn't think you feel that great. It's horrographic. It's wicked. Turn from it. We're going to see things we're not going to like. We're going to be around things that you're not going to not going to find appealing. Wickedness is never good sight for good eyes. It is talking about an internal feeling, not an external feeling. It's talking about an internal feeling. So when you're talking about loathe from all ungodliness, just keep it away from your spirit. Don't be rude. Don't be an idiot. But keep away. Don't welcome it. If someone's that way, hey, much love to you, Dougie. Hey, good, yeah. Hey, we're good. Hey, much love to you. I'm going to jog on this way. There's ways to talk to people. You don't insult them or embarrass them or make them feel little. Just, hey, good. Rain check. Much love to you. Done. You get the ungodliness away from you that way. You don't give them hate. You give them hope. You tell them, "Hey, I'm not. Well, I just, I'm just not that kind of person, bro. No, 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 uh, no hate on you. Hey, love you much, but I'm gonna keep pushing this way. I'm good. Simple. Turn in horror from the wickedness. Your spirit is gonna grieve because the wicked is contrary to the holy." But it's not, this is not saying, oh my God, that is so horrible. You're horrible people. I'm turning. That's not what this is saying. What this is saying is your spirit is going to grieve 
So when you feel that grieving, it's wickedness. It's not godly. It gives you a creepy feeling. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. You don't gotta be theatrical. Hate what is evil. You have to have that in scripture because it's given those who don't understand a, a, a hard foundation. Hate what is evil. Well, of course, because some people need to hear that. They need to have that sound foundation of hate to be able to reject it. Not everyone's like that. I don't need to hate it. Why? Because I'm not on that level. I'm on a different level. I know what's bad for me and I don't need that foundation in order for me to hate something. I already despise it. I've been on that side of the tracks. I know what the darkness has to offer. I am good. He ain't gonna mess with me. I'm good on that level. Now there are some things I fight with, but that's my flesh. Not so much horror, because horror I'm used to. Loath of all goodness. Guys, keep it pushing. Loath it. Get it out. Okay. Respectfully. Get it out. Turn in horror from the wickedness. Ugh, that's not good. I'm going to turn this way. It's gone. I'm good. Uh, I just, you know, not cool with that kind of stuff, you know. I just maintain my own thing. There is a way to present this without being hatred. The problem is, is the Holy Spirit ain't speaking to you. Because you ain't asking it to. You're reading words and you're going on action. Reaction. Not meditation. Not Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's telling me, let your love be real. Truth. Hate the sin. Loathe the ungodliness and turn away from the wicked. Hold fast to what is good. That, my friends, is interpretation of the Holy Spirit. Now, however you get that from the Holy Spirit, God bless you. And I hope it's something that God really wants to tell you. As of this message, that is what God is telling me. Love real. Hate Love, real, hate, evil, loath, wickedness, or ungodliness, and turn away, that feeling of horror, turn away from ungodliness. Hold fast to the good. Are you catching this? One time. Watch. Love real. Love real. Hate sin. Does it mean you react? It means you have a foundation and sin can't enter because your foundation is strong. Foundation is strong. The hate is there the wall is there 
loathe the ungodliness turn in horror from the wicked and hold fast to the good that's interpretation baby that's how God speaks now I bet you guys probably would have thought something totally different would have went all kinds of crazy and create unlocal about that because you don't know how God speaks the way he needs to be speak spoke, spoken to that's the problem with 99% of today's charismatics and those who don't know how to let Jesus let the Holy Spirit interpret the word love real hate sin Loaf, ungodliness, turn in horror from wickedness, hold fast to good, real hate, horror, Hold fast to good. That's interpretation, baby. In Romans 12, Paul describes the worship of our God as becoming living sacrifices to our God. Giving up, seeking what we want from life and learning to know and serve what God wants. That begins with using our spiritual gifts to serve each other in the church. Paul's list of commands describes a lifestyle of setting ourselves aside. Not you, God. Not you. You're putting yourself down. God will take care of you. You're taking care of others in the glory of God. Our goal as Christians is to love and lift each other up. We must focus our expectations on eternity and wait with patience and prayer for our father to provide we must refuse to sink to evil's level giving good to those who harm us instead of revenge pretty simple isn't it love real hate sin foundation doesn't mean you go out and say all that hate speech all that n crazy nonsense you have a foundation which is, is, is built on godly hate I'm not going to let this come in, into me and bother me hate speech not going to happen foundation of hate for sin loath from ungodliness turn and horror from wickedness because it's kind of bothering and hold fast to goodness love each other do good by each other God will present himself and take care of you because you did it in his glory
Fantastic word. Fantastic message. Fantastic message, guys. Fantastic message. I feel there's someone right now out there struggling with this, not knowing how to firm their hatred or their disgust for evil. Father, I come to you right now asking for anyone out there right now struggling with 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 sin building that foundation a wall of hate around them from sin father for them to turn from wickedness and ungodliness and for you to give them goodness and blessings bless their life bless their their, their ministry bless their families bless all those around them in Jesus's mighty name by way of the Holy Spirit Fire, burn it up, burn that fire, all that in impurities and all that disease and in in infections and in sin, burn it up. In the name of Jesus, burn it up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, by way of the Holy Spirit. Jesus. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Guys, I pray for every single one of you. Those who tune into this podcast. The Blue Book. That you guys stay safe. Continue to take care of yourselves. Your families. We're living in some very, very serious times. Very serious times. The laws under scrutiny, pressure, the faith is starting to come under. The evangelicals and the religious people are starting to get it. Money is starting to disappear, starting to be all digital. Sign of the times. I encourage everyone who listens to this blue book stay safe. Don't go out if you don't need to. If you have to work or do what you got to do, you have to do it. Wear a mask. Just stay conscientious. As much as we believe in the Holy Spirit, much as we believe in supernatural, we also understand you just you just just don't be stupid either. Just cover yourself up. Believe the blood Jesus over you. Guidance by the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you, Father, for the wonderful message of love. In sincerity. Father, I just ask that everyone. That everyone is blessed. Everyone who knows the Lord feels the Lord. Everyone who doesn't know the Lord comes to know the Lord. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. God loves you. 
Holy Spirit wants to be a part of you. There's no hate. There's no hate in the kingdom of God. No matter who you are and what background you have. No matter what you choose to live or how you don't choose to live or whatever the case is. Whatever your circumstances, no matter what it is. It, is, it does not matter what you've been through or what you're into. What matters is that eventually God will work in you. And whoever it is that leads you to the Lord or leads you into the right path will give it to you with love and discipleship. Patience is very important. Love, very important. Love, peace, and accountability. Very important. Check us out. Check out the archive for all the links that we have. We have a radio station. We have prayer. We have questions, comments, you name it. Send it to us. We're open door. Secret Ministries. The Blue Book. Presented to you by your boy Blue. Fear. Respect God. Follow the Holy Spirit. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> and until next time. Jesus. Strong. Burn it up.